May the 4th be with you, everybody. Happy Star Wars Day, and welcome to Tuscan Radio. I'm your host, Drew Gretsch, and today we are talking all about Star Wars The Bad Batch, Season 1, Episode 1, Aftermath. I actually got the chance just to see this episode on Sunday, which was super exciting. Uh, I got a screener link from Disney uh, to review, uh, and you guys, you guys, you guys could see on, on Monday night, I, I put up my, uh, my non-spoiler review for these first two episodes of the series, so I'm just gonna say, like, comp- I've got, like, one theory, which is not confirmed in the second episode, so don't worry about that, I'm, I'm not gonna, I, I have, like, one thing to speculate on so far in the show, so don't worry, I'm, I'm not gonna give any spoilers for episode two of this series, don't worry about it, but it's really great. It's really, really good. This is episode one, in, in my opinion, is a better episode, but that's just also because it's like twice as long. But yeah, yeah. So um, there's not a ton of news to talk about, but uh, so it's just Star Wars on Disney Plus right now, right, right now. We got some new stuff on Disney Plus to talk about. There's, of course, Star Wars The Bad Batch, Season 1, Episode 1, Aftermath, which is streaming right now. Maggie Simpson and The Force Awakens from its nap, an all-new short, which is now streaming on Disney Plus. Star Wars Vehicle Fly-Throughs, Season 1, Episode 1, Millennium Falcon Fly-Through, and Episode 2, Star Destroyer Fly-Through, are also streaming on Disney Plus. As is the new uh, short film biomes, which is pretty cool. That was a pretty cool thing. Um, and just like you get to spend like twenty minutes like flying over like some great Star Wars locations. But but the big thing right here, the big thing that dropped today, is the series premiere of the Bad Batch. We're gonna get to that, but first I want to go. Th- I just want to do a little review of this uh, Maggie Simpson in the Force Awakens from its nap, and just like. My favorite jokes from this short. My favorite Star Wars references. So I'm going to watch this right now. You guys watch it also. There's going to be full spoilers for the Maggie Simpson Star Wars short. Right uh, in just a couple of seconds. (laughs) So I'm just going to go through this now. This is going to be sort of like a trailer break. I'm just going to talk through this. Um, Full spoilers for for Maggie. I don't need to go through this. But just some of my, my favorite things from this. Uh, you just sort of, like, the more meta things, like, stuff that only, like, us hardcore fans would know. Uh, like, the end, the, the end credits of this short is my favorite, is, is, is my favorite part by far, because, because they, they did the, uh, the Mandalorian credits. I loved the part where BBA goes over to see, um, that Maggie's kind of dead after the playhouse fell on top of her. Uh, and then there's like there's like Disney stock plummeting. I loved that, and and then of course like Matt, Matt Maggie Simpson's rules of Star Wars, which uh, like no main main character ever dies. No handrails, <laughs> no handrails. There's never any handrails in Star Wars. Now you got Phantom Menace on a boo. There's no hand handrails. You got uh. 
Rogue One on on the catwalk outside. There's you got some handrails there. You got some handrails, but that's like the only time in Star Wars you get get handrails. So like nothing in New Hope. Nah, no, nothing in Empire Strikes Back, and uh, nothing in The Force Awakens. Uh, drawers don't need to be plugged in, and then uh, each film needs to have at least two sunsets. I thought that was great. I I thought that was really really, really funny. Another thing I loved was the backpacks are, are replaced with jetpacks. Like, the Simpsons humor is, like, visual humor, and I love that so much. I'm so glad that Disney decided to, like, put it back in its proper aspect ratio on Disney+. Plus. Uh, and then the thing, uh, a cookie jar was right next to a Wookiee jar, which was pretty freaking great. I thought that was really fun. So now I think we're just gonna get into. Uh, I think we're just gonna, gonna gonna get into the Bad Batch now. So, my spoiler-free thoughts on episode one. I've I've seen the episode three times now. I saw it once on Sunday, and then I saw it twice today. Um. I I really loved it. I really th- I thought this was a great first episode. This, it it felt like, it it, it felt like a movie. It, it really did. And not just because of the 70 minute runtime. It just, the visual effect in this episode are fantastic. Like, of course, this is not as good as like, like, I'd probably say we've gotten like five or, s- we've gotten like four or five Star Wars animated movies. Of course, we have the Clone Wars theatrical release. In 2008, you've got Spark of Rebellion, uh, the series Premier Rebels. You got Siege of Lothal, season two Premier Rebels. You got the the Siege of Mandalore, and now you got the Bad Batch aftermath. Uh, this is probably my second favorite. Honestly, this is probably my my second fa- favorite of all those. Uh, just coming in behind the Siege of Mandalore. I, I thought this was the str- this is by far the strongest uh animation premiere series ser- series premiere for Star Wars. Um not too sure about Mandalorian like this is the 5th series premiere we've gotten in, in canon cuz we got in the Clone Wars, we got Re- Re- Rebels Resistance, The Mandalorian and The Bad Batch. So you know, I I did really love this uh this um this intro, the episode, it seems like the intros now we're getting just like, because the Mandalorian had its own, which was, which just seemed to be Star Wars in general. Like, cause you know, you got, you got, you also had, um, you got the Kylo Ren helmet in there. You got, and I think you had a, I don't think there were any clone helmets in there, but I know you got, uh, yes, I, I know there's at least like Kylo Ren and, uh, like a, Rebel helmet. I'm not sure if actually that that was meant to be sequel or original trilogy. Cause I think everyone in the man. All right, now I gotta go check. I'll be right back. So uh, I did just re re. I I went to look at the um the intro for the Mandalorian. It is not the um and Vader is the first face, the first helmet you see. Of course, you, we do see Vader, Vader, Vader's helmet in uh, the the Force Awakens and the Rise of Skywalker, but um, 
I think it's safe to say that that was just meant to be, like, Star Wars in general at the time. I wonder... And uh, here, like, there was... Like, I wonder if this can be the one for, like, the prequel era. And then the Mandalorian just can become the one for the sequel era. And then with... And then we'll get, you know, like, with Andor and Obi-Wan Kenobi, there's going to be more of the, uh, the era in the original trilogy. So, this episode uh, was released on Disney Plus on May 4th, 2021. It has a runtime of 74 minutes. The episode was directed by Stuart Lee, Saul, Saul Ruiz, and, and Nathaniel Villanueva. Aftermath was written by Jennifer Corbett and Dave Filoni. The clones of the Bad Batch find themselves in a changing galaxy after the Clone Wars. And, you know, I, th- I thought this intro was great. I really loved the, uh, like, the, or you see the Bad Batch just, like, or the, you see the, see the Clone Wars burn away into the Bad Batch, just telling you. And this is something I talked about in my spoiler-free review um, last night, is this is a show where it, 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 it's a, it does a really great job of both being Season 8 of the Clone Wars and at the same time being season one of the Bad Batch. It just does the same... Th- it It's just the same... It's the same but different. And I really think that they... At Luke's Film Animation have found a really great job at balancing that. And, you know, I don't know if this show is going to get a season two or not. I, I know that as of right now, at least, it has not been picked up. Uh, we know that we're getting 16 episodes. We're getting episodes all the way through August uh, 13. So we're getting over like, th- we're getting over three months straight of, of Star Wars content. So that is, that's just so exciting. So exciting. Then we're going straight from this in, 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 in divisions. And then from, from that into a droid story. And then, so those are two, two, that I think a lot of people are like, oh, I'll like pass on that. So we get, so for most people, not me, of course, I'm doing podcast for all of it, but you got the, um, the Bad Batch lead, lead and writing the visions, then into a droid story, and then December, kick off like a full year straight of Star Wars with the the uh, the Book of Boba Fett, which is really, really exciting. Tom Kane did a narration, which I was incredibly surprised by. Incredibly surprised by that. And I'm really glad that he, because um, he had a stroke. He, he, he had, he suffered a pretty bad, bad stroke a few months ago. Uh, and, and I'm really, really glad that he, I don't, I don't, I don't know when, when this was recorded, but I'm really ha- ha- happy that he was able to do the, the, the narration for, um, at least his first episode. I don't want to say anything else. Um, but yeah, yeah. He, he, he did sound, sound a bit different, though. He did sound a bit different than how he usually does in, in The Clone Wars. I don't know if that's because he's the character's meant to be older now. I always thought that was meant, meant to be, like, Admiral Yularen. What 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 did you guys think? Just because it was, like, a, a similar voice. And that's always what I thought. Um... We got to see uh, Palpatine's rescue from Revenge of the Sith in, in an animation form. So that 
that, that was great. I, I really love seeing that. I love seeing that. I don't recall if we saw any of that in in season seven. If we, well, I mean, like, yeah, well, of course we, we did see some. We saw uh, that scene with, uh, who, with, who was it? Who was it? Um, that whole, like, the, the dark side of the force surrounds the, the chancellor. We got that whole thing in season seven. And that, of course, is taken right out of Revenge of the Sith. So I'm, I'm really glad that, like, we got to see that in, um, in animation. Uh, and then we see Kanan Jarrus. And not only is it Kanan Jarrus, but it's Freddie Prince Jr. And what I really loved about that is how... Yeah, it is the same voice clearly. Um, but one of the main thing, one of the main things that I really loved about it was how what was how it could was how like cause like he uses his own voice for Kanan. He 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 uses his 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 own voice for Kanan. So I really loved how he was able to like make himself sound younger. And I I really was going to be like a making of uh the bad batch special. Cuz 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 we got that for Mandalorian we got like a full like eight episodes of behind the scenes of season 1. We got a, like an hour long spe- special for making of season 2 and then we got in those for WandaVision and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So I really hope they just like renamed the show like Disney Gallery Star Wars. And then it's just you know, like we just get like a special for for everything, uh, and I'm absolute. All right, uh, we get we just get to hear that great theme from uh, season seven that Kevin kind of wrote, which I did play at the beginning. That bum ba da bum bum ba da 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 da. I I I love that a lot. No, Star Wars music is is one of my my favorite parts of Star Wars. So I really, really love that we got uh, to hear that theme again in the show, and and I thought that they, I I'm glad they did. wasn't sure if they were gonna have have a new theme, but you know, Star Wars, Star Wars isn't Marvel, and this isn't a dig at Mar- Marvel, but Marvel never really reuses themes. They, they they have like motifs for characters, but for the most part, each movie has its own new theme, except for of course like the Avengers theme. That that's always the same, but. I I am glad that we got uh to hear that theme again. And you know, this this isn't a show. I think one of the main differences between the Bad Batch season 1 and a possible season 8 of the Clone Wars, which you know th- that's not happening. See see season 7 was a beautiful ending. It was a year ago today. Uh I'm so just so so sad, but I think one of the main differences between, like, if this were season eight, and, like, if they're like, all right, well, in season eight of the Clone Wars, we are going to focus on the Bad Batch and what they did after, I think it would have been more, like, it would have been harder to follow, I I guess. You know, just, like, I, I you know, you, you have to have some knowledge of Clone Wars, and Star Wars, and they're like, this cannot be the first Star Wars thing that you see. Obviously. Like, 
you, you've got to know, like, about... You, you have to have, to have at least seen your friend of the Sith. Like, like, this is an episode that really relies on you knowing what is happening at that moment in the galaxy in relation to Revenge of the Sith and uh, not really the Siege of Mandalore. Not, not, not really the Siege of Mandalore. Um, so, th- I, this is, but this isn't a show where you need to have seen a whole ton of the Clone Wars or even Rebels with 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 Kanan but I really loved how connected it was how connected the show was while also at the, at the same time being its own thing and I as, as this whole idea of the cinematic universe continues to to grow and evolve I really love that how you can have these stories where yes they're clearly in the same universe but it's not bogged down with lore and i think this is a show that's going to really this is probably going to be one of the biggest expansions of the lore in star wars like honestly like at least on screen i think this is going to be the most that a single project can and this is going to be the most development that a single project can do for for the the galaxy with just like, because like we've never really seen in the uh, what happened immediately after Revenge of the Sith, we've never seen that, and I'm really glad that we're, that we're getting to to see it now. But anyway, what I was just trying to say is that this is a great introduction for those who have seen who haven't for to the Bad Batch who haven't seen Clone Wars. This is really what I was trying to get at. <laughs> um, and I am absolutely going to go back. And watch like episode episode two hundred three of Rebels, where we first meet Rex. Just to like, just now that we know what happened with Kanan, like we've seen it, and I know that's in one of the Kanan K- 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 comics. Uh, we do have some things in the works to continue our like canon catch up. I think on Patreon, just a thing where it's in the works right now because we're I think mo- moving away from Anchor. Uh, so yeah, that's just, this is a little thing in the works right now. Um, yeah, so we gotta, we just gotta make money. The, the, the show has, the show has been like, has sustained itself and it hasn't really needed to make money in like two years. But if we're gonna like, you know, pay money for a podcasting service, we're gonna need to, uh, we're gonna need listener support then. But I'll, I'll get into that once things are actually, like, set, set when we have some stuff available on Patreon. Um, Order 66 happens. Order 66 happens. And that, that was awesome. We all, we all knew that was coming, right? I, I feel like we, we all knew that, like, we were going to see... Because that was such a big question after the these characters were introduced... In uh, the final season of the Clone Wars. Of just like, did these guys execute Order 66 or not? Did they do it? And we know now, we now have a a definitive answer. That answer is kind of, maybe, a little bit. Because some of them did. Uh, Crosshair did. 
Cr Crosshair didn't, but Crosshair wanted to. This is how it. This is how it goes down. Um, get the Order sixty six theme and good soldiers. Follow orders. Reference to the best part of season six, right there. That season six of Clone Wars, man, that. Ugh. It's it's fine. It's too short, and there's that Jar Jar arc. Uh, it just with me like my 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 problem with season six of the Clone Wars is that it doesn't. It was written to be a final season of the show. But then it wasn't. Like, because there's another season after, and it ends with Yoda finding out all about and so. It's, Spoilers for for season six of Star Wars Clone Wars, but it ends with with Yoda finding out. Oh well, I guess Palpatine, or I guess the the uh, the Pal Palpatine's been pulling all the strings behind everything. He knows now, I guess. And so Yoda Yoda knows about that, and then the war continues for like six months, I think. I I don't know. I'm not sure how. Well, the timeline matches up because it's like three years and it's like seven seasons of a show. You gotta find a way to put that in there. And then you got the time jump between season six and seven because Anakin's hair. Um, I really loved how the in inhibitor chips affected the five clones differently. I really thought that it was gonna be the, uh, it was gonna be like, they hold back Echo because Echo was the reg. He he was just a regular trooper. He he would have had his chip. I guess he didn't. Well, he 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 had his chip, of course, but um, and the um bionic abilities put 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 into him when he was on Skako Minor. Uh, took those away. Just the animation here. Like, even, like, comparing this to, um, Season 7, this is absolutely beautiful. The trees looked so real. Looked so, so real. I, it was, my, it was absolutely fantastic. Um, so, yeah, so they, they go to, uh, to Camino. You know, they go to Camino. Uh, and there's a Jedi who's being being carried away. We don't know who the the the, the Jedi is. Um do you guys know? If you if you guys have have ideas, we know that it's a Jedi with a purple uh more of like a purple uh skin color tone thing because uh we did see there was a purple pink hand uh cl clutching the saber. So um Tech talks about how it's sort of like common knowledge about the inhibitor chips. Not really common knowledge. He just is like, oh, it's well do documented. So how exactly does this work with what we know from fives? You know, like, did it go, was it just like this information went public? Because that wouldn't, wouldn't really work because Ahsoka had to go digging for it toward the end of season seven, like around 
actually around the same time, may maybe before of uh, Ahsoka had to go and look for it. So it's uh, I'm not really sure. I hope we uh, find out in the future. More machine than man, which is a line I really liked. Because uh, one thing. I really loved about the Clone Wars, and 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 they they they've done this a, a few times in the Mandalorian with um, you know. I'm your only hope, and she has the high ground, like. Them just like repurposing lines from the films, and I really love that Bad Batch is doing that too. I really. Really love that. I have just written down here during Revenge of the Sith. Oh, yeah, that's just... Yeah, that's because we're at the uh, part with the Palpatine speech. And I really love that that's where, like, we're putting it into context. That means at the same time, the Separatists the, se- the separatist are falling. Like, he's... Like, and it, like Va- Va- Vader, right at that moment, is going and destroying all of the, uh, he's, he's, uh, on Mustafar killing all the Separatist people. But then we get the Imperial March, which I love that they waited that long to put it in. I mean, it's just like half, half an episode, but still. And why would Palpatine want conscripted soldiers instead of clones? Because we saw what would happen with Finn in the sequels. Like, you, it's much easier to, you know, Hux had had that line like, "My my men are exceptionally trained, programmed from birth." So. It's like, you know, they're they're programmed. I just feel like it's it's it might be easier with clones. So, I guess we'll find out why they want, um. Conscripted so so soldiers. And I and I should should clarify that I wrote these notes down. Before us, so episode two. Just like these are my thoughts after episode one. Yeah. Um. Just right, and saying these as. As if I hadn't seen episode two. <laughs> um. I uh hun- so they're eating lunch now. Everyone's having lunch, and. You know, Rucker's like, all right, what what kind of. Um, ta- testing is it, and then Tech has this great line like, "Hope, hopefully not mental." Clearly, we'd never pass that. <laughs> um, I mean, he has a point. Clones are, clones are very creative. Clones are much more left brain than right brain. Like, I don't think like clones clearly can like know their way around. I don't think they'd be able to like. Tech is, is, is clearly the smartest tr- trooper in the um, in the Grand Army of the Republic, though. Um, so we meet this character, o- o- Omega, uh, and she seems a little like she's going to be the younger... Like, that c- connection for younger audiences, like how we had Ahsoka in the Clone Wars, Ezra in Rebels, Kaz in Resistance, and Grogu in The Mandalorian. And then, like, we get that reveal late, later of, um, uh, like, that she's a clone. And then <laughs> Tech's like, 
I thought it was obvious. And Rucker's like, it wasn't obvious. It was, it was obvious. It was super obvious that she was a clone. And then, um, so f- Echo is damaged during, or he, he gets hurt during the, uh, the, the, uh, the food fight in the cafeteria. And he has, and he, he's sent to the infirmary. And AZ is there. From season six of Clone Wars, by far my, my favorite part of that season was the AZ me- me- medical droid. He's such a fun character. Uh, and, and I really love that, you know, uh, Fives and Echo were best friends, and then a- AZ helped both of them. I don't remember if AZ's mind was wiped. I, I, it was going, it was going to be, and I don't know if they actually confirm that and then i i looked on uh on wikipedia today and it did not it did not say anything uh so we get to this training montage now uh of tarkin testing the limits of the bad batch it's not what i thought the scene was going to be at all it's not what what i thought the scene was going to be and i actually really loved what the scene was and i really love how they through this whole episode we just start to see like crosshair and and hunter like they're growing apart i thought that was a really really strong point in in this premiere um there's live fire tarkin calls for a live fire that that's crazy i mean i get it he hates clones, but still. Um, and I wonder if these train droids are precursors to the Dark Troopers. And I really love how, like, so this is the fourth um, can- canonical se- season of TV we've gotten on Disney Plus for Star Wars. Because we got the Mandalorian Season 1, we got Clone Wars Season 7, the, the Season 2 the Mandalorian, and then now we have the... Season one of the Bad Batch, and I've, I I really hope these shows sort of like follow up Pixar model of like each movie has a reference to the last movie that came out and then the next movie movie that's gonna come out. Like so far, like we got like with Mandalorian season one, there's that, and that connects to season seven of Clone Wars through Mandalore. We are connected from season seven of Clone Wars to season two Mandalorian through both Bo-Katan and Ahsoka. Just Either or doesn't really matter. Uh, and then we're connecting from season two, the Mandalorian, and uh, season one of the Bad Batch with the Dark Troopers. Really love that, and it seems like we're gonna, we're gonna, the connection we're going to get from the Bad Batch season one and the first season of Book of Boba Fett is going to be Fennec Shand. She's going to be big part of the show moving forward. I'm not sure how many episodes, how many episodes she is in. I'm sure that she she's in at least two or three. I mean, it's we we have sixteen episodes. I can imagine that she she's in a couple. Um, the I, I love the dynamics so much between Tech and Rucker. They're they have such good chemistry, and I know it's like and well, you know, it's same actors voicing all the clones, so. You know, of course, he has good good chemistry with himself, but I'm just saying, like, with the characters, the writing here is so, so good. 
Um, and how does Tech know about the conversation between the, the Kaminoans and Tarkin? It doesn't really make... I don't even remember the conversation he was talking about. Again, it's a 75-minute premiere. Um, just like... He, he wasn't there, though. He wasn't there, so I don't know how he'd know about that. Uh, Onderon, back to Onderon, it's one of my favorite arcs from the Clone Wars because that was like right when I started to watch the show on a weekly basis, back in like 2012. And then there's Andrew Kishino uh, coming back at Sakurera, and he does a really, really fantastic job of bridging the gap between his version of the character and that of Forrest Whitaker from Rogue One and Rebels. Adapt and survive or die with the past. And we've seen like half the, the, the trailer in just this first episode. We've just seen half the trailer so far and I love that. Remember with Mandalorian season two, we only got we only got to see clips from the first like half of the season. Second half, it was all new with like um, Ahsoka and the and Boba Fett and Luke Skywalker. It's all new, and I I love that so much. I'm really glad they're doing it. It seems like they're doing it again here. Uh, and Crosshair's like a full on conspiracy theorist now, which I think is really funny. So yeah, so they're going back to. Camino now to go and pick up Omega because guess what she's a she is a deviant clone I guess. Uh, so o- Omega and Az break into the, uh, br- break into their quarters. And <laughs> and Az is like, I I, I have con- con- concluded that this space is is unfit for habitation, and then he kind of dies. He kind of dies, and I don't like that. I'm really kind of sad about that. Because I, I was like, we just got him back. We haven't seen this guy in like seven years. We just got him back. I hope he's not dead. But we we, 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 we always have, have the mad, mad memories with um, with AZ. I've, and I also really love... The again the dynamic between Hunter and Omega, you know, like their dialogue back and forth, and like how she's like mimicking him in the um prison cell, and like he's not annoyed at it, like he's like, huh, this kid's kind of kind of fun. Uh, I really love that like father and daughter or son relationship, like Anakin and Ahsoka had. Well, honestly, Anakin and Ahsoka was more of like brother sister. Uh, Kanan Ezra in Rebels, and then of course Din and Grogu in The Mandalorian. <laughs> so, uh, what my my favorite line in this episode is Racker saying, "Sorry, the 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 these floors don't don't hold hold me so well on account of them being not designed for abnormal individuals." size such as myself (laughs) i really love that line i thought that was brilliant i thought that was so smart 
not not smart, just great line. Uh, I have a time code written down here at one hour, one, one minute and 34 seconds. You can see some blood coming off of a shock trooper after Rucker punches him. So is that like, I don't, I don't know if that's blood or if that's just paint, but you can see it's red. If you pause it, you can, you can see it. And if, if you're, you are looking for it also, like the anime, like if this doesn't win an Emmy for best animated series, I'm going to be mad. Uh, that just shows like how not really bloody or violent because it's still animated and still right, right, right at PG, but like how far they can go with that. Um, I just continues to shock me and I, I love it. So they break out and Crosshair's already turned. And that was my one prediction going into the series. And it's done and over with by, by the time of episode one, like at the end of episode one, it, he, he's already turned, you know, if you guys remember my theories, I mean, like, you're going to get a full uh, season of build-up to, to that. And then he's gonna turn and, and, you know, and that, and then season two is gonna be sort of a civil war type thing where they're up against each other. But no, no, that's gonna be like the rest of season one. Nal is helping the Bad Batch escape. She was against, super against the clones in season six of the Clone Wars. Is she doing this out of a sense of responsibility or for leverage late, late, later on? They're heading to J-19. J-19 is, is Salukamai. Just, uh, and then, you know, we get to see uh, Omega's eyes when she jump, jump, jumps light speed for the first time, just like Ezra at the end of uh, Spark of Rebellion. So grading, I'm sorry, I'm going to do my theory next week, just cut or on, on episode two, just because, you know, I, I don't want you guys to feel like I'm giving anyway, anything away. So for grading. I've, for, so for for the, for those of you who have not been listening to another Marvel podcast these last few weeks, I have a new gr- grading scale out of ten, and then so essentially I I I, I write down ten essential elements for me. Ten elements for for me, I give each of those a grade and I find the average of all those, and that's my grade for the episode. Or a movie. So, story. So, the my elements are story, acting, visual effects, score, cinematography, directing, writing, co- comedy, heart. Like, with heart, you just like, you know, do you feel something? Do you feel for these people? And, and, the, most important, and the most important one for me is rewatchability. Can I go back and, and rewatch this again and again? So, the story is a 9. The acting is a 10 because D. Bradley Baker is the best. The, the visual effects are a 10. This is beautifully done. 
the score is a seven. I, I, I kind of wish we got in some more distinct themes, but you know, the Bad Batch theme on its own is already great. Um, the, the, the cinematography is a 10. Again, the visual effects, absolutely amazing. Directing 10, especially considering there are three directors, the writing at 10, you know, kept me guessing the whole time. The com the comedies are like a seven, you know, Wrecker's jokes don't always land, but... Um, that one thing, that one thing that he said about the floors not, not hold, hold, holding him so well on account of him not being designed for abnormal individual saw, saw just himself. That was what gave, that's what bumped up from like a four to a seven for me. Heart is an eight. You really feel, you because honestly, you really feel for everyone. Like the Bad Batch was kind of like when they first announced shows, like, Okay, sure. Let's let's see what happens with this. I'm gonna watch it because it's Star Wars. I'm gonna do an hour long podcast about it every Friday because it's Star Wars. But can they? But I don't care about them all that much in season seven, and I really do. They, these characters have gotten so much development now, and I really love it. And the rewatchability is an eight, just because it's seventy minutes long. I can't see myself turning this on more than once or twice a year. My final score for the episode is an 8.9 out of 10. Much higher than I thought it would be. I thought I'd be I'd put this around like a 7, 7.5. Just because on multiple rewatches, it does it does feel a, a bit long. But I I love it a lot. This is a great episode. And we'll thank you guys so, so much for listening to, to Tuscan Radio today. I'll be back on Friday with episode 2 of The Bad Batch cut and run and yeah just saw saw subsequent episodes each friday we're not gonna have a show on on may 14th they're gonna be out of town so we'll, we'll be back sometime later that week yeah um you guys can follow us on twitter at tuscan radio oh actually we have some uh f- feedback to get to we got some listener feedback from tw- from twitter which is be- honestly the best way to Send in fee- fee- feedback now. So we have some fee- feedback from the Lego Star Wars Death Trooper. Uh, it just says, it's perfect. That's all. I agree. It's an 8.9. Uh, Brian, the, the, the Elemental Master, says, absolutely amazing. Loved how the characters are handled. Oh, oh, Omega was amazing. Yeah. Uh, Omega, I think that, that, she re- that she's going to become... A very uh be- beloved char- char- character in the in the canon in the future. So yeah, you guys can can send us an you guys can send an email mandalorianpodcast at gmail dot com. Follow follow us on Twitter at Tuscan Radio Pod and check out our, our website kidcommentariesnetwork dot com. Also, please leave a five star review on iTunes. We'll read it here on the show. Uh, iTunes has like completely read on Apple Podcasts, so. It's just going to be super, super helpful if you guys give us a five-star review. Please, please do that. Uh, thank you guys so, so much for listening. I am Drew Gretsch, and may the 4th be with you. Always. <laughs>